Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. And make sure to stop by theabstractathlete.com, beginagaintoys.com, or Amazon, and pick up your Percy King Collaborative Stacked Paint and Puzzle Kit. Excited about the podcast today as I get to speak with artist, educator, coach, and wrestler, Dennis Weimer. Make sure to check out Dennis's work and follow him on Instagram at D-E-N underscore W-Y-M-E-R and make sure to stop by his website, DennisWeimer.com. Let's welcome Dennis Weimer. Just like an athlete, always ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, get the, uh, gotta get there early, get a good stretch and... I've already got my workout in today, so I'm already, I'm rocking and rolling. Me too. Early morning person. By the way, I'm recording already. I just jump right in. So. Right on. Um, Yeah, no, I, I, it's, I like reading about you has been like super like, oh, we're the same fucking person. Like, I mean, I, like, I, I assume you work out physically every day and you work out in your studio every day. Um, Oh yeah. Just, just because, but I like. I don't, we never met here. Like, I don't even know. Did, did I reach out to you on Instagram or did you reach out to me? I can't remember how, was it me? You reached out to me. Okay. You reached out to me and it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, I, I, it was nice. It's it's nice to be, you know, noticed. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, it's funny. I'm so low maintenance. Don't take much to make me happy. Right. Well, no, I just think it's interesting because you're, I mean, I, like I talk to people all over the world and then you went to school at VCU where I'm at and we never met, which, I mean, I guess you were in the art education. So I guess we might not, I mean, I wasn't, I was in painting at that time. Um, and well, I spent a lot of time between art ed and the painting and printmaking. I spent about as much time in the art ed department as the painting and printmaking. Okay. But, uh, you know, I was still figuring my way out. I'm still halfway in the cloud sometimes. So maybe it, maybe we just for just I, two ships in the night. Yeah. And I think I, at that point in time, I think I was only teaching, I think I was only teaching one class, I believe, because I was doing, I was kind of like, this position that they created right when I graduated from grad school, that was like, they called it administrative director, but I was kind of like this assistant chair of sorts that I was, uh, do you remember Richard Roth? He was the chair of the painting department and I knew yeah, him. I knew lovely him. Lovely guy. Yeah, oh, he's the best. Met him back, like knew him. He was my professor back at Ohio State and he kind of, I don't want to say recruited me, but I'll use a sports term he recruited me to come to um vcu as a grad student and um so that's how i ended up down in richmond so but i think it's just fascinating because dude like again like this relationship i think you have to to sports and to art and that overlap and kind of the thinking like you're you are still wrestling to this day, correct? Are you still playing ice hockey 
Like, but uh, every wrestling. chance I could get, yeah. every, every chance I could get, uh, hockey was my first love. Okay. Um, uh, you know, when I get on the ice, I'm, I'm a chirping 10 year old boy, just, <laughs> just, just naughty. Yeah. And I just say silly things. I get to have fun, but wrestling kind of, you know, is a little more philosophical because you have to, cause it's so, uh, it's so demanding that you learn a lot about yourself more than anything. If you're, if you're, if you're paying a bit of attention. Well, I think so, you, you even said, I read some article and I think there was some, some relationship that you had to wrestling and the, the philosophical nature of it and the, like the relationship that you bring it into your art and that, or the, just that overlap. And I, it wasn't maybe that directed, but there was like loose, loose things that you'd said. I think it was the article that was in the declaration. Um, mm -hmm. and there was something, and I, and I th again, like I, you know, not to bring me into this, but I, like, why I think they're reading about you is so connected to me is like, it is this relationship between sports and creativity and how there is like real genuine connection to thinking and, and philosophy and output and outcomes and all these different things. Maybe talk about that, like how you think about it, because I think it's personally, like for me, I was a baseball player. I mean, I played, you know, football and basketball in high school, but baseball is my thing. I could have been drafted and I played at Ohio state and I, you know, like, and, and another thing I, you said something about failure and I always, I always tell my students, cause you talk to students about failure a lot. And I tell my students, like as a baseball player, like if you succeed 30% of the time, you're at the like top of your game. And I relate that to art. Like, I think if you succeed in art 30% of the time, you're like, you're doing great. Like this, I think this societal or academic pressure that we like, you have to make this great fucking painting or, or sculpture or whatever all the time. And it's like, no, like screw up. And, and that's how you learn. Like, talk about like, like, again, like these connections to me of like how you relate maybe wrestling or just sports in general and your art and that failure and this learning and, and all these things. Well, at the higher levels of both either painting or sports, you, you have one thing I've learned is how to exactly trim off the fat. You want to look for precision. And I, I figured out how to learn to be honest, try endeavor to be honest with yourself in, in, in all aspects. I mean, like I always tell my, like everyone says, how can you be, how do you be a painter and an athlete at the same time? I'm like, well, it's, it's extremely easy. If you, <laughs> if you, if you take away the physical aspect of it, you, you got to look at how you are approaching it in the studio. You're constantly figuring yourself out. You're questioning your motivations. You are trying things. You're failing at things. You a fail by the way failure is and i don't i don't want a trauma dump but failure is something i still battle with the the fear of failure is something i'll always struggle with um the does, it, does it motivate you though like it motivates you though right um somewhat it, it depends on where i am it depends on where the shape of my skull is at that time um you know some days i'm like all right, you know what? If I fail, it's okay. But if maybe I'm, if I'm not paying attention, 
that failure can can like set me back or it makes me think well am i fooling myself here and it's a con you're constantly trying to find a balance it's it's uh, so you end up learning how to when i say trim off fat i mean like you know what's the most precise way of making a painting what's the most precise way of setting up a double leg takedown what's the most precise way to get what you want to say what's the most precise way to wrestle from position to position to position and um you know it, it, so i talk about precision a lot to my students i i like you know we will have talks all the time and and they've never become a battleground because I'm not interested in being correct. I'm not interested in being right or having the right opinion or anything like that. Uh, what I do teach is how to be precise with your language. What what we get what do we get rid of that makes the most sense to what we want to accomplish? Um, so, you know, I'll see in painters like, oh, well, I have to represent, my, I need to represent myself. Well, that that's nice and well and good. But, you know, when, what few people know is my paintings, they're not, they're autobiographical, but not obviously so. The last thing I want to do is have my opinions, like hammer my opinions on someone or my beliefs on somebody. They make sense to me, but it's not obvious. I never wanted to be that painter that said, this represents my struggle for defining my identity. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's no offense. That's none of your damn business. Uh, let me figure, I'll, I'll figure, let, let me figure it out. And hopefully I provide a visual language that helps you maybe understand yourself. And, you know, and when it comes to the when it comes to the sports, I'm also trying to figure out the most precise way, because when I'm wrestling, you were con the, the thing. The only thing that changes in a wrestling match is the face of your opponent and the style that he wrestles. What's the constant variable in a wrestling match? You, no. you are the, the constant variable. You are the constant. So we we have to figure out how to get our uh, motivations in order. We have to figure out how to get our best uh, shape in order. Is, that, is it always going to go well? No. No, no. I've lost more than I've won. And that's all right. I'm, I'm still at it. It's kind of why I'm still wrestling now. The old wrestling a bunch of old guys. I mean, <laughs> res, I mean wrestling, I mean, I we you're not 46 wrestling old guys in spandex because you enjoy it. You do it because you... you 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 do it because it makes some bit of sense for you. No, I like again. I think that's that's what I think is is fascinating to me is is how you you are thinking about these two these two entities. Which again, I think people want to say that they're different, but they're not. Like I think uh, those of us that are in it, like really truly, like those of us that are in it, are like, oh, these are so connected. Like they're just, they are. And it's like, that's, you know, we're at the abstract athlete, that's what we're trying to like, is show is like the, the importance of having these daily rituals of being physically active, whether it's just going for a walk, 
going to a studio, whether that's writing, whether that's painting, whether that's writing music, what doing like just taking pictures, like you could be taking pictures on your walk, but having these experiences, because, you know, it's like as a, as an athlete, you know, about the, the, um, the, the, the runner's high, for instance, that, that, it, well, we know in art, it's called the flow state. It's like, it's the same thing, but it comes from different spaces, but what it does for us as humans, you know, and it, it just, it's, it's been, I always just like, I always I say this on the podcast all the time. It's like, if every person on this planet did something physical and did something creative every day, we'd be better people. But you know, it's like, we have these stigmas. It's like, we talk about physically being physically active. We don't really talk about being mentally active as much as we talk about physical and blah, blah. You know, it's just like these, it's almost like this weird battle to me. And it's just like, it's not a battle. It's like, it's, it's this really beautiful synthesis of two things that are really not that different that we want to say are different. And I mean, do you feel that like that, like you're, you were probably like, I always felt growing up and my business partner and I have always talked about this, that, that I was like the, a weird one in some ways, because I was, I was an athlete. That's what I was defined as, but yet I was a creative and I didn't really talk about it to my athlete friends. And I didn't talk, I didn't really have a lot of art friends in high school because they were, they were like, what the hell is this athlete doing in an art class? But it's like, you know, like now, like when I got to college, like I was an athlete and like, they didn't talk, you know, it's just, it was this weird non-discussion. And that's one of the reasons why we started this, the business, but also like I've started, I don't know if you, at VCU, I started these classes called art and athletics. And so like, I work with a lot of student athletes, art people take the class, people from all over the campus, but having these people in the same room, having these discussions is just, it's beautiful because it's not, it's not something that's normal, but it should be. I mean, did you always feel like the weird one growing up? Uh, I feel like the weird one now. <laughs> uh, Maybe I do too. Uh, <laughs> But that's okay. I I I liked athletics not because I liked compete. I like competing. Don't get me wrong, but I hate watching. Right. I like doing. I like experiencing. I always saw something and like I want to do that, and then I'd see something else like oh I want to do that. That's two things. Uh, no one ever told me to know on any of these things, and I I hate I don't I don't understand. And side note, I don't understand video game channels on YouTube today. I'm like, I used to hate watching my friends. I'm like, when is it my, just my turn? You know, I, I couldn't stand watching. I wanted to go do, whether that was painting or if it was going outside with my little hockey stick or, or, playing, or playing King of the Mountain with the neighborhood kids and chucking each other off the porch, <laughs> doing the things that, that uh, boys up to no good do. <laughs> Uh, you know, just just beating the tar out of each other because we were doing, we were experiencing, we were we were doing things, and I I laughed when you're talking about um, never kind of fitting in with. The, I was I was too much of an artist for the jocks, and I was too much of a jock for an artist. I wasn't shunned, no, but I wasn't like, no. but I I was kind of like an outlier on both sides, and uh, and I was a honestly. I'll be honest, I was always afraid when I started getting more and more and more into sports 
and especially in the wrestling, my fear was, you know, when, when I started like becoming aware of your public image when you're in middle school, you know, I was always scared of being the dumb jock. Because you know, I get because I will. I'm I was I was I'm a small, skinny little kid with a mouth and a big imagination, <laughs> and I would just say weird things. So you know, I never, you know, I always, I I, I don't think people knew how to deal with me, or other kids didn't know how to deal with me. But I was so I was always scared when I was starting to become aware of my public perception. I was so scared of being the dumb jock. And so like it's the, funny. The, I just had this conversation, um, the the podcast that'll be on before you with a former um, NFL offensive lineman, Jose Portilla, uh, um, unbelievable painter, like landscape, uh, you know, plain air. And he said that, he's, stuff. Huh? yeah, he's great. And, yeah, and, very and, good. And, and he's a huge guy and he's a teddy bear. And he just, we were talking about this, this dumb jock thing the other day, because, and he's right. He's like, you know, some of the smartest people I ever met were, were athletes. And he's right. Because like the processing, like as a wrestler, you have to process what's happening immediately. Like, even if like, like you study your opponent or opponent or whatever, like what happens in that moment that's, you know, like they talk about in athletics, like when you do stuff long enough, the game slows down. I think that same thing applies yep. to art. Like the more you do it, like it slows down and you like start seeing things differently. And I, so it's, it's interesting that you're talking about that dumb jock. Cause I, I experienced that too. It's like, I always felt, I mean, I was a quarterback. Like can't, you can't be an idiot being a quarterback. Like you just can't. And it's, but they, they put this like offensive lineman, the, the like the, the, which is what Jose is the, the amount of processing that you have to do, breaking from the huddle, walking up, understanding what's going on in front at the highest level as an NFL offensive lineman, what defense are they in? You know, who am I blocking? What protection? Blah, blah. And it's just like, that's, that is intelligence beyond what most people can even fathom, you know? And it's, it's just, it's fascinating to me. It's well, it's uh, to continue. What I was getting ready to talk about, you know, I, I'm one of my faults is, I, I sometimes need permission to do things. And I'll tell you why I say that. I didn't know you had permission to be an intelligent athlete at that time. And when I first started wrestling, I knew I liked it. I knew there was something about it that made sense to me. And I found a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, but, you know, again, I didn't want to be a head. I didn't want to be a cudgel. I didn't want to be a hammer. I, I although unfortunately i ended up being that way when, when i got in the latter part of high school and college but um that's that's another story but when i first started wrestling i wasn't sure like oh god i don't want to be a dumb jock and then i i uh, i was i learned about dave schultz uh, for those who don't know, he was an 84 gold medalist. He's a multiple-time world champion. Um, he's considered a giant in the sport of wrestling. He uh, he he was a, a you know he was a polymath. He he learned seven languages just so he could have form relationships with his opponents. He learned seven languages. People loved him, and what he would do. Um, he would be drilling and wrestling hard and, and, and 
in practice room, and then he would stop what he was doing when he had a thought. And then he he asked his drilling partner, "Give me a second. He run off the mat, and he would get a, a notebook and write whatever he was thinking. And it could have been about a wrestling thing. It could have been about a motivational thing. It could have been about a a, a deep a, a thing, a deeper thought. But he he wanted to make sure to get it down at that moment. And then he went to went back to to wrestle. And it was kind of like that. So that's when I had permission. Oh, I can be thoughtful. I can be thoughtful. It's not just a physical. It's not just a mental. And I see. And I didn't know I had permission to do that, that stuff or or I think that way. And it's it's also affected how I've coached because, you know, in the 90s. Just going to say that to you, because that's why I think the fact that you're a coach with the way that you think, like a lot of people that I talk to on the podcast, former athletes go into coaching. And I think it's so important because when I grew up and you're a little younger than me, like, but you probably still had some of that tinge of it. It was kind of like hard ass, you know, pounded blah, blah, blah. But now like to have these ways of, no, I mean, I'm I'm being serious because I think the way that I'm assuming that you coach, like you bring some of this thoughtfulness and the art, you know, like relationship to how to think and to like, to navigate different things. Like, again, I've, I've talked to this, to some of my baseball student athletes at VCU. It's like, you know, a pitcher, a pitcher goes out and pitches. And when they come back in, they look at the charts, they do like this old antiquate, like, why don't you come into the dugout and sketch, you know, because you're clearing your mind. Like we always get in the way of ourselves. Like as a baseball player, like I would always, when you start thinking about shit, probably as a wrestler, when you start thinking of shit, like you're, you're, you've already lost a step because you want to be in that moment, not thinking of the moment. Is that, mm-hmm. you know, and you probably know. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a hard balance. It's yep. an extremely hard, especially at higher levels. It's, it's, one way or the other, and you're not, you know, that's the difference between a win and a loss. That's the difference between you scoring the points and the points getting scored on you. It's, it's, it's the, that's very fine. It's, it's the razor's edge. Um, because I go between, you know, being way too hard on myself or being too loose to myself. And that's why when I, that's why it's so important to be honest with yourself. It sounds, cliche but you know cliches have a habit of being true <laughs> at the same tone yeah. um but yeah when you know it's it's trite to say be honest with yourself but it's the only way i think you can keep that edge and keeping your balance and making sure that you are set to wrestle your your extreme best each match or make your best pain each time you go out is that going to be the case? Oh. <laughs> it's the ideal, but it's not going to. It's not going to happen because we have this this thing called flesh and imperfection and sin. <laughs> we're we're going to we're going to screw up. The abstract athlete gets stacked paint and puzzle kit. Creative exercise designed in collaboration with former Ohio State Buckeye and NFL player Percy King. Create art as exercise for the mind. Order one of our art kits today, available at theabstractathlete.com, beginagaintoys.com, or on Amazon. 
the abstract athlete, where art and sport collide. at Oak Hill for four years, five years? This is back, This is my eighth year, actually. Eighth? Okay. Um, and it's really, and I, I actually, we're, we're oh, known for right, basketball. 2016, that, sorry, yeah. Yeah. And we're known for basketball. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to get into because, like, I was yeah. I was curious because I know them, uh, obviously, as a basketball powerhouse. Like, they have, like, I don't know, 20 NBA players. But is it, is it, like, a really sports related school like is i mean is the whole school the reason why i'm asking is because the fact that they have like an art program to me is like really great um and the fact that i'm sure you're dealing with a lot of student athletes beyond like your wrestling students because like that's what's cool to me is like you're a wrestling coach and you're an art teacher like i love that like that that's i it's you know like it's it's brilliant to me like the fact that they hired you for that like is is great but is it is it like known i mean obviously for the basketball but is it also known for other sports mostly for the basketball that's that's been their tradition since the 70s um other sports have come and gone there uh i was the one who brought the wrestling team there uh just because i they they, and they allowed me to have it because i i said like uh you know here, here's here's my sport. This is how it can change lives. Now it's up to the students to know what to do with that. I mean, no, no one ever, no one ever forced, no one ever is forced to be a state champ. No one is ever forced to be a national champion. Uh, every, it's always a choice. It has to be. It has to be a choice. Now, some people have been forced to greatness by by force, but. You know, they ended up growing to resent that 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 side of themselves, and you know, it's it more often than not it tends to be unfilled. And uh, I have a lot of high end basketball kids coming through, and um, now the gold team, which is like the big team, that those are the guys. We have like three different teams there. We have like gold team, which is like right <laughs> the the high ranked. Big deal. All the teams. McDonald's All Americans, yeah, yeah. We also have like a red team, which is like a normal varsity high school basketball team. Very good players as well, and and then it's white team, which is JV. Now the gold teamers, I've have by and large been some of my best students because they live and breathe basketball. They they already have like some. They already have handlers. They already have like agents they, they're 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 kids that have been they have this skill they have this uh genetic ability this gift to play basketball at a high level they're already on the radar of division one schools so they've already had this kind of pressure to put on them yep. and but they come into my art class and a lot of those gold teamers you know, because they they kind of, basketball has been like almost a career to them. It was almost like a career track to them. But to get them in our class, and they're allowed to be they're allowed to be seventeen, sixteen year old kids again. Yep. They're allowed to try stuff. They're allowed to they're allowed to you know they're so allowed to find their language. Freaking important. 
Like I, it, I, I, again, like that's not to jump in, but like, that's for me, like the art and athletics class at VCU is allowing these athletes that again, that's they're defined like your, your students, they're defined as basketball players. That's it. They don't have lives beyond that, but to like allow them to come into this space and try new things and to do different, like it's so important. And because again, even if you have a long career as a basketball player, you're going to be 40 years old. Now you might be financially set for life and whatever, but you still want to have a life after that and being creative. Like you can be creative till the day you die. And we're all creative. We know this, you know, like it doesn't mean it has to be painting. It can be any, like podcasting yeah. is being creative, like just doing anything, but doing that stuff. It's just, it's so much, it's so rewarding. I love to hear that. Keep talking about it. I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but it's just, you're good. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, I saw how important it was, especially at these kids. And it's something I always known. But it became very, very aware once I got there, especially with my own experience. I was a D1 wrestler. Um, and I was saying earlier about, you know, how I ended up kind of being a lunkhead. Because I didn't know I, you know, in, in the 90s. You know, wrestlers have a tendency to find when someone's having success, we want to copy what that that team or that program does who was the team in the ninth iowa now now iowa under dan gable they're known for relentless beat them up beat them up beat them up cocky you know beat don't destroy them you know annihilate them. You, we we must dominate we must dominate all six minutes and i'm like wow that's a that's a heck of a work rate well i guess if i wanted to be a national champion i gotta punish myself and you know, I and you know, and my young adult, late teens, young adult, honestly, and and again, I never thought, I part of me never thought I'd live past twenty five. So I'm like, okay, well, let's let's annihilate ourselves, and hopefully we'll end up on on, on top of the podium. Well, I didn't, I didn't know me. I didn't, I didn't know me. I wasn't honest with myself. So I thought, you know. Destroying yourself and living in this world where you're getting, where you're getting beat up, or you're beating yourself up, or, or you just, or you just say, "Well, life is miserable, so this is what, but this is what I'm supposed to do." I wasn't built like that, but I didn't know it at the time, and I thought, I thought I wasn't getting success at the Division One level, so I thought that there it was because there was something wrong with me, mm-hmm. that there was something inherently wrong with me as a person. And I, I spent quite a few years trying to maybe heal for, for a generalized term, heal from that, heal from that kind of mindset. Uh, and, and ended up kind of getting me in trouble in my twenties where I didn't, you know, I wasn't living as I should. I wasn't taking care of myself as I should because I, lived and breathed wrestling. I didn't even make paintings for a while. I didn't make, not a lot of people notice, I didn't make a single thing uh, from 19, I didn't make a single bit of art from 19 to 24. Um, I don't think that's abnormal. I, I'm probably the same way, man. Like, I tell this story a lot 
I could have been drafted to play baseball, which out of high school, which I wanted to do, but my parents wanted me to go to college. So I ended up going to college and, you know, I ended up taking class. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know you could go to art school in college. I mean, that sounds so stupid to say now, but it was just like, and I don't know that I would have done it anyways. Like again, because I, like you said, I don't, I didn't know me. And I, I think that's pretty normal. Um, at that age, I didn't know me either. Like I knew I was creative and I knew I loved doing it, but I just, I think I fell into that. Well, I can't be an artist because I'm an athlete type of a thing. And it's, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's all I got. Yep. This is my only hope. Yep. Oh man, this, this is going to be a heartbreak thing to say. This is the only hope I had to like myself. Yeah chance I had to like myself and I thought I had to be a champion in order to find any kind of value and 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 I'm a little bit ashamed to say it's only been in recent years I've kind of started to heal from that mindset like you know getting you know getting this this perception of success as in whatever your field is and that's See, I, I, I understand because I, I was I, I I'm just a wrestler. I'm just a wrestler. Art was always just something I did. It was just something I, I always did. I knew you could go to art school, but I I always took it for granted. Like I, I could just do this stuff. It was never a big deal to me. I would just draw things and paint things like, how do you do that? Oh. <laughs> uh it's just, you know, I took it for granted. Um, I took it a hundred percent. Took it for granted. So, so when I so today as a teacher, I mean, like, why why did you get into teaching? Why did you get into coaching? Because I failed horribly. <laughs> because I'm a miserable failure. That's. But I think it's per, um, it, it's it's perspective, <laughs> man. Like, it's, right? You know, like you I, should... I say, miserable failure as a joke. I know. No, but, I got it. okay. Just want to make sure. No, I I but I I think like. But I think we all, like, I, I think I, in a lot of ways, again, I think there's a lot of relationship in what you and I both had, like, very, very parallel kind of lives. Because, you know, I, I that perspective thing in the last, you know, 10, 15 years for me is also, like, first of all, I just, I don't give a shit what people think about me because I'm, I'm a happy ass person now. Um, not that I never, you know, like, I think I went through like a bunch of stuff. Um, but I'm like, and I think that, and probably like you as a teacher, like not, and this isn't a pat on the back thing, but I, I really think the life that I lived can also help a lot of people because first of all, I'm honest, um, about the life that like I've, I've done a lot of different things and, um, and to, and to tell students, it's like, it's okay to like, like to grow, you know, like it's okay yeah. to like get outside of that comfort zone. It's okay to not to get out. Like we're all more than what people think that we are. It's just a lot of people, I don't want to say are scared to do that. Like you and I probably both were in our younger years, but so it's like, I think again, the fact that and again, this isn't a pat on either one of our backs, but the fact that we're in these, these 
teaching positions, these leadership positions with this knowledge of what we went through. I think it's important for students to hear that, not not that they're going to, like that's always the battle too, because I don't know that I would have listened to somebody that was me telling myself these stories then. But I think it is important because I, I don't know if like I get text messages from former students, student athletes saying how, you know, how much they appreciated my class. And it's just like, man, there's nothing better to me than having, like I had a student, like two students that were on the track team at VCU that are in, like we're on the homepage and it was, I think of Puma just like an advertising. And he sent me, you know, first of all, I said, hey, this is so cool. Like, you know, like blah, blah, blah. But he's, he's been very creative and stuff. And he said, I just want to tell you, like, I always appreciated the fact that you believed in me or something like that, which is like, it's hard to hear the fact that I'm like one of the few, you know, but it's also, it's like, it's gratifying because it's like, he took my class and I'm like, always trying to just go, you guys can do whatever you want. Like, it doesn't mean you have to be a professional at any of these things, but like, just do something like, and enjoy it and love it. And, you know, it, so it's, I, and I'm sure you get some of those messages as well. Like it, and it's, it is, it's like, like, I don't put it up there. Well, maybe I do like with winning a state championship in baseball, but it's close, if not tied of what the importance to me is because it's, you know, like as a teacher, like there is that team aspect to teaching, like your class is your team in some weird way. I mean, yeah. that's the way I operate. I, uh, I get those emails. Uh, sometimes I do. And it's always both. I'm a crier. I know, no, dude. I, get I cry. It. It, it always brings me to tears. Like, oh my God, man, I did something right. Like, and I mean, to me, it's nothing more than doing what's correct for others, doing what's correct for others and leaving your ego at the door. Um, like, I don't, like, I got the teaching because I don't want you guys to suffer like I did. I don't want you guys to uh, go through that. And I will, and I will tell, I will tell them things. And I could hear myself saying these things that someone said to me once. And I can remember the sound of my eyes rolling around in my head when I was 17 hearing it. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I find myself saying it now. I'm like, oh, geez. Uh, but it's I'm, still I'm true. that guy. <laughs> it's still, but it's, yeah. And I, I laugh, but it still must be said. And, but, I, but when someone says, thank you for, always having faith in me and believing in me. I'm like, that was not a problem. It was easy to do. So that, that was the easy part. The, you know, you, you do what you feel is correct and good for others. Not so much for yourself. I mean, I, I like as a coach, I don't have an ego on this. I'm like, I don't really care if you learn it from me or from someone else. Just my, my job is to be a sports system for you. So you can learn it however you need to. Like I go to other coaches, go see what they got. Go, go see what they teach you. Go, go look at the world. You have permission. You have permission to try stuff. You have permission to, you know, I don't have to be the end all be all. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm just, I've 
failed enough and succeeded enough to know what works and what doesn't. So yeah, so I love getting I love getting those emails just because oh my gosh I I did something right. This is great. This is great news. <laughs> and I'm I'm happy and I'm so proud of them that they're doing well because it, it, yep. it warms my heart. I'm like oh my god, I actually helped someone. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm same way. Like it's, it's, it, 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 like it totally grabs me. So who are like some of the people like, and I, this is one of my standard questions, but I always think it's fascinating. And first of all, I was going to tell you, by the way, you, we work with a, um, a doctor that used to be a wrestler at Ohio state, um, Ron Garbo. And he was the first, uh, I know that name first. What is he? The first unrecruited all-american is that what it was something like that yeah but he we also um he's friends with the coach at ohio state so we had we did a tag team podcast with tom ryan um and tom nice. actually i think wrestled at iowa under gables so he brings a yes, lot of did. that mentality but um so i like going back to this question like who are some of the people that like are influential to you and or um inspired like or what artists do you look at like you know, like, do you take, do you take things from coaches and artists? Because I like personal thing. Like I, 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 you said this early, like certain things resonate in your head that coaches said, I still have those things swirling in my head, but I also like have these things with art teachers as well. And so it's, for me, it's like this, again, this beautiful marriage of artist athlete kind of dialogues in my head from mentors or, or different things like that. I um, when it comes to artists, I don't necessarily take from the uh, like. I, I take different things from other artists. Um, I'll, I like anecdotes, where where they where I I, I find that they um. Uh, or I find an approach that they like from anecdotes from from a piece or something, and I find I really like them, and how to deal with things organically and honestly, uh, like uh, Marcel Duchamp. Uh, there's a great story from the 30s when uh, he had a piece. I don't know if you've ever seen this. The Bride Strip Bear by her bachelors oh, yeah. even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know the story about how they got the crack in it? Well, he made oh, it. He made yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, I I, I do. Yeah. Go, but tell it because yeah. viewers. Yeah. For the viewers. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has this piece for all you listening at home. <laughs> he has this piece with a giant piece encasing glass and it's got gears and and these found objects that it's it's a complete it, it it's uh it's it's almost non it's materialist it's non materialistic they don't it's not it's not objective work but uh it a person appears but there's actually a sequence in it but it but it's encased in glass completely so these movers were moving it from in New York were moving it from what what was it, from the Met. To another gallery. Is it I in, think it was across. Is it in Philadelphia? Am I wrong? Is it? I thought it was New York. It might be in New uh -huh. York. I don't. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the uh, the urinals in Philadelphia. I want. I don't. They were moving across the ninety five corridor. Um. So anyway, the movers were moving it across the street or something like that, and they drop it, and it cracks. And 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 the the dealers call the, the gallery dealers call Duchamp. They oh, 
please come look at this. I'm so sorry, so apologetic. Bishop gets there, and the man is absolutely delighted. He's delighted that the crack, because actually it does kind of fit. If you, if you go, the bride stripped bare by a Baxter's Eve, and go look at it, you'll see this molt, this almost perfectly done crack in it. Yeah. And he was absolutely delighted, and he's not wrong. It actually does add to the piece. This is perfect. They could not, he was delighted that it happened. It really added to the piece. He said it made more sense to him. Um, and they're like, that's a really interesting way of looking at things or organically. Um, you know, how, how, you know, you know, you know, we, we, you know, I like the art, you know, it, I mean, art, it can be nature, but not in the way you think, you, you know, if we, if we're just, photo, if we're, you know, I, I struggle with landscape sometimes because I'm like, we're, we're trying to imitate nature. Uh, but what about our own human nature? You know, well, how do you, how do you how do you portray human nature in a painting? So that's what I'm really interested in. Um, you know, you know, are we showing our nature? Are we showing or 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 the sub, or sublime or nature of the sublime? Um, you know, these these are good these are good questions to ask about. You know, what are we capturing in in art in, in the natural our own nature. So like, you know, what I've been interested in my own paintings is asking the question of like, uh, what does a thought look like? Yep. Um, and I'm getting off the sidetrack because you asked me what inspires me. No, dude. Who I, inspires but, me. But, but, I, but I think that like, it's still valid. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure I wasn't starting to go off on a tangent because I tend to do that. Tangents are good. Tangents are good. Um. But, uh, you know, I, I, I try not, I've gotten away from other artists. I like how they make sometimes. There'll be, there'll be certain stylistic choices I really like. But as far as other artists, I don't watch that many artists. I don't look at that many artists. I like maybe things they've said, things they've done, uh, ways they've approached things. But as far as, like, making art, I, I'm more interested in trying to use art to figure my own life out because I, I made paintings for a long time. Yep. Coming up with some psycho babble <laughs> because that's what I thought would sell, yep. which is a terrible way of, of making paintings. B, and I did that because A, I wanted money. B, I didn't know me. I knew that I was a painting. I knew I could paint, but I didn't know me. And I was completely in unconfident enough i did not have enough belief in myself to paint about what i believed in or what i thought or what i felt uh it's it's in fact it's almost hard to look at those paintings now for me it's like it's almost like i don't know that person that that's a sad person um now now people have seen people have seen my old work and maybe a little more forgiving but those are friends or i think those are I think those are friends trying to help me better. <laughs> it's okay. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. Yes. You're, you, you were, you were, you, you, I think you're being hard on yourself. It's, it's hard. Cause I, I, I was making those paintings, not from a great place. Uh, so the paintings I'm trying to make now, they're, they're more about, you know, what does a thought look like? What is, what is my, what is, you know, what are my biases? What, how do I look at the ideal? Uh, how do my memories affect 
what I'm seeing or saying. Uh, what is, you know, how do we want ourselves to appear like? Um, what are things that we know? What are things that can't be known? You know, so, you know, I'm trying to, in, in each of my paintings now, I'm trying to find those certain things. So I'm, I'm more interested in, in, in like just thought than I am like other artists. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll take what other artists and other athletes do and I'll try to have, if something, if something excites me enough, I'll, I'll sit there and think about it for a bit. But, um, but it's mostly just, I spent so long not painting about me that I'm like trying to focus more on, you know, what I find to be an interesting story, what I find to be an interesting narrative, what I find to, that can document. But I think that's, again, that goes back the to the fragility that, of a single thought. Yeah. I think that goes back to the perspective thing we were talking about earlier. You know, it's like, sometimes we get caught into that loop, like even academia, like there's that pressure of like, we need to, you need to succeed. You're a student. You have to like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like succeed for who, you know, I'm like, I, I want to succeed for me. And that doesn't mean I have to be, right. I have to show at Gagosian or something like success for me is like making a successful painting, maybe, you know, like, and, and that's hard. Like that's, really hard um but i love the process that's still a battle for, yeah and that's still a battle for me in my own career by the way because i'm i'm starting to actually like my paintings now but i'll have like moments of weakness where i'll look at my career i'm like i'm not at the good i'm not i'm yeah. not at the gagosian yeah. i'm not showing I'm in, overseas and that's, that's and and am i as am i any good at this yeah. is this worthwhile and you know and i that's always something i just oh man that's a fight it, no, there is, there's a, there's a balance in that. I think that there's, again, like, I think for me, you know, diff, it's a different perspective and I know what you mean. It's like, well, why am I not, you know, successful to what society thinks is successful? And again, I think I've just gotten to this point where I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I do. And I, I, I'm, I love the fact that I'm able to do that, uh, do this. Uh, I get, I get in my car every summer. I drive out West. I take millions of, not millions, but thousands of pictures of landscapes and wildlife. I'm getting addicted to wildlife photography that's affecting the way I see things and like approach things. And I just feel lucky. And I get, again, like if a gallery doesn't see that, then that's, I don't like, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. I just don't care. Like, um, because like I'm in my opinion, like, and again, I'm not saying this to demean anybody or what at galleries or whatever, but like, I'm like living it, you know, I'm not sitting in my studio creating, like I'm going out in the world and absorbing stuff and bringing it back to the studio. But I don't like sit in my studio because it's like, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, in some ways, even though I'm in my studio a lot, don't get me wrong, but like, I'm still going out, like I'm doing actual, like real research. Um, and it's, you know, like, so I know what you mean. Like, I, I think I've gone through that. Like, why am I not this and, or that or whatever? And it's just like, at this, I just, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I just like, I'm, I feel I'm doing the right thing for me and, um, and loving it. Yeah. 
I, I think what's grounded me, and you bring up the idea of being happy, um, uh, I, to an extent, I disagree. I don't, I'm not trying to be happy uh, because, I mean, we, we, we look for happiness. And, and I'm, not say, I'm not saying I'm a miserable person. <laughs> this, is, this is for the viewers out there. I'm not miserable, no. but I'm not searching for happiness because you know, the search for happiness implies that you have to go through video game levels. Like, you know, right. you have to go through, you have to, you, you have to beat this end boss and then you get the shiny orb at the end, or you or you go to a cat or you, or you, or you beat Bowser. And then there's a little mushroom guy says your princess is another castle. <laughs> um, you know, it, you're supposed to like go through this, uh, this whole trial and then there's an end boss to beat. And then if we beat that end boss, we can be happy. And I think, you know, you don't have to be just happy. You can be sad. You can be angry. You can be confused. You can be uh, euphoric. You can be, I'd rather be interested. I think, I think it's more, I think it's more, I think it's more useful to be interested. I mean, you know, I, I've gotten to the place where I felt we've, we, you and me, we felt it all. Mm -hmm. And they're all even, and the way we feel may not be correct all the time, but it's human. But it's human. It's not a sin to be sad. It's not a sin no. to be angry. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not at all. Uh, the sin comes from what we do when we are feeling these things, but there's nothing wrong with, with like that, that, that the visceral emotion that we're feeling or, or, or the sense of satisfaction. Cause I mean, I've, I mean, I've got, I've gotten, you know, around my walls, there's stuff where I've gotten momentary things of satisfaction, like grant, like, uh, like fellowship approval letters. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here looking at my two uh, college degrees, just right over, right over here. And that was a lot of hard work for some satisfaction. But since I've got those, have I been sad? Oh, God. So, you know, you thought, you know, that you thought I thought because there was a time when I thought, well, getting these degrees would make me very happy. <laughs> right. uh, and and th there would be a happily ever after. It's just not so. So I don't follow happiness anymore. I, I follow like interest. Maybe like kind of like I always sort of end on this question in, in some ways, but I also like you were born in England, correct? Did you, mm -hmm. I mean, how long did you live there? Was it like any length of time or was it? Okay. No so, memory. Okay. I, my dad was in the air. My dad was stationed yeah. at the, in the okay. air force. Uh, at the U.S. Air Force Base, he was a uh, he was a um, he was a technician. He used to work on the A-10s. Wow. Uh, he's yeah. He, um, yeah. He he always had these wonderful memories of, of of those things. He has a soft spot. He has a soft spot for those babies. Yeah. And uh, uh, but you no, know, he 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 was uh, transferred to Myrtle Beach. Okay. He was transferred to Myrtle Beach uh, when I was about eleven months old. Okay. Did, I guess you know was it was kind of a tied to the question of where, where do you want to go? Or you, like you're, you're content where Cleveland. you're at now, Cleveland. 
<laughs> Who doesn't want to go to Cleveland? <laughs> I'm from Col- I'm from Columbus, damn it. I'm a, I'm, an, I'm an Ohio guy. Um, but like, you know, like, do you ever see yourself wanting to teach in college? You, you know, do you like, you obviously like where you're at now, but that doesn't mean, you know, like you can't go somewhere else at some point in time, but like, where do you like, as, as a coach, as a teacher, as an artist goals, maybe like is a, is a good way to say it. Um, like, what do you, like, what do you, what are you striving for? I just want to be useful. Okay. Um, I, for a long time, I used, I was hunting down, I was hunting down college. I mean, I've, I've hunted down college jobs before. Sure. Uh, but I found the more I did it, the more I found that it wasn't really edifying me. Uh, and I'm, and I'm 46. I'm too old to be doing adjunct work. Uh, that's (laughs) no, yeah. I'm too tired, man. I, I go for a I go for a walk and I'm like, God, I need a nap. <laughs> so as you can, work, wait a minute, man, you can nap. See, I don't, I'm not a napper. I don't even know. I, I, I'm super jealous of people that can nap. I, well, here's the problem. I, 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 I can nap. I just can't stop myself from napping. Okay. Uh, so if, if I fall asleep for about two hours, I can't go to bed again until about 4am in the morning. <laughs> so just because I can, just because I can nap, doesn't mean I'm any good at it. Uh, but no, I'm. Just, I, I, the more the the harder I work for a college job, the more I realize I don't have the energy for adjunct work. Uh, I don't. It, will I teach? Will I coach in college? Sure. Will I teach in college? Sure. But um, I want to make sure it's useful and it's useful to me. I'm not gonna hunt for it. I just. You know, I just, I'm, 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 again, we're going to trim off the fat. As long as I'm useful, I'm, 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 I'm content. Uh, uh, right now I'm useful here. Uh, I'm helping kids here. If I find other opportunities where I can be useful, uh, if, if I can be useful at the college level, teaching kids at the college level, I'll, I'll jump right on that. If I could be useful coaching wrestlers at the college level or the national or, 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 or on, or, or God forbid, at the on the U.S. national teams, um, if I can be useful there, or someone has a use for me, where I can make a little more extra money in in, in the meantime, because uh, you know I am a bit of a capitalist. I don't mind. I I understand. <laughs> I understand that. Here's why I'm a capitalist. The more you make, the more paintings you can make. The more money you make, the more paintings you can make. I- I know that. I know that feeling. <laughs> I, have a, so, I have a studio full of paintings and I, I definitely need to get rid of some, but I'm happy that they're there. You can, you, you can, you can have comfy chairs to put in your house. You can buy lunch for your friends. This is yep. great. This is a great thing. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm, the older I get, the more, again, I'm trying to trim the fat and find out what's precise. And for me, what's precise is just being useful, being useful for with all I with what I know. And if I can be that, I'm good. I'm in a good place here for for that. No, like again, I think just kind of tying a bow to it. The reason why I think it's been so interesting, like I do think there's a lot of parallels between you and I, in in kind of how a we think, but also just how we navigated 
these lives because it's not it's first of all it's not easy being an artist i mean it's the most rewarding thing i always tell students but it's not easy because you do kind of have to carve your own path it's like you don't get a, a painting degree and all of a sudden there's a painting job at the end of that rainbow because there's not a painting job like but at, at you have this, to make your own way absolutely and but that's so rewarding like and that's why i think your life is so cool because you are like i didn't know you started the wrestling team there but damn it man that's so badass like you know like it is like and that's the way i feel about the classes that i started at vcu it's like not that i want like a legacy of sorts but it's like this i started this and this is helping students like and what better thing can we do in the world than helping people you know or or not help you know i don't mean that in a, like a derogatory like the people need help but like to like get them to places where they want to go. Like, and I think that that's, it's, it is like the, the word I always use is like, it's just so damn rewarding to me. Like that I can push somebody or help them go somewhere that where they want to go, you know, like, it's just, it's just amazing. And I like, I, you know, like for me, like hearing that you started that wrestling program there is just like, that's, it is like, it's badass, you know? What did what did I what did I suffer for if not to you know bring something better to others? Yep. What did what did I do all that for if if not for that? Yep. Um, I mean, I, I I give all credit to my parents because I mean, how many we all know we all know the stereotype, you know, like, hey, mom, dad, I want to go to art school. No, son of mine is going to go to art, yep. art school, and you're going to be a lawyer. Now. I never got that from my parents. They just, you know, they, I was always drawing, I was always making, and just, they never, they, they, they always kind of encouraged me to try anything. Like, and that's cool. That's early, cool coming from a military family because the stereotype would be a hard ass dad that would, you know, that would like be like what you just said, you know? Oh, my dad's, my dad, my dad was in the military just because he admired the military, but he wanted to be a pilot. Yep. He wanted to be like an Air Force pilot. Yep. Uh, but he was, but he also uh, was a mechanically gifted man. Um, yep. he's, that he was made, his creativity. Yeah. He, he was a maker. He was a creator. He, he liked building things. He, he, his life was motorcycles. He was a biker. That's he was cool. a biker first and foremost. Um, my mom is my mom now. She now she she will deny it to this day. She's a creator as well. I've seen her make some pretty cool stuff. I've seen my dad's doodles. The guy was a, a magnificent doodle. Uh, I saw some of his old doodles from I found some old sketchbooks, notebooks from high school, and he would doodle like these like robots fighting on the moon. And it was <laughs> it was amazing because awesome. there was a whole story behind it. And there was like he had like a part of a he had like part of a, ro a half a robot hanging off a satellite orbiting the moon and it was it was remarkably creative and 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 warm hearted too. Uh, he he made I I'll never forget it. He made this act this destructive robot war look almost adorable. It was amazing. <laughs> Um, very, very 70s sci-fi look too. That's awesome. And, um, they're both just very warm, creative people that, you know, they, you know, it was not like a strict upbringing. Uh, they That's had, awesome. That's another relationship that like we share is like, I, so I went to school 
at Ohio State and I was playing baseball and I shouldn't have been in school because I didn't know what I was doing. And I quit. And I quit for like eight years and I started singing in rock bands. And then it was actually my mom. Because again, I never would have thought of this. She's like, why didn't you go back to school for art? And it's like, I like I just, I, I still remember it was like a light bulb. It's like, yeah, why don't I go back to school for art? Because it's just you like, needed permission. Right, exactly. And it, But it's like, <laughs> it, it's the weirdest thing. You know, again, like it's the weirdest thing. But again, I think that it's it's really cool. Like you, you did, like there's so many parents that get scared when their kids want to go to school for art because there isn't like, unless you're going like to com arts, which has like the design element, there's jobs, but still it's not like they're a dime a dozen parents get scared of this. Like you're going to art school. What are you going to do when you're done? And it's like, I I just, artists are stronger Ah. than most people think because they have to carve their own life. See, there's a different perspective because my dad kind of said the same thing, but in a different way. Like, you know, yeah, some parents like, what are you going to do when you're done? Yeah. Uh, But then he said, well, oh, that's awesome. But what are you going to do when you're done? So you're going, but he, but he was also saying it in a way like, you're, you know, this is awesome that you're doing this. You're very good. We, we, we're proud of you. You're very good at what you do. But, you know, you're going to have to work just like any lawyer, yep. any doctor. Yep. You're, you're going to have, and sometimes there ain't going to be an avenue for you. So you're going to have to, you know, make your own way. You're going to have to hustle. So, yeah, a life in the arts is not for the faint of heart. Nope. It, 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 well, it, and I'm it, sure it your can't. athletic background the discipline aspect helped in that, you know, I, it like definitely from, did hundred percent. Um, I always need to know you, you're wearing a who shirt. So you, like, I'm assuming you're a rock and roll guy. Uh, Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I always, I always either write new music or if you, if you have any friends that are musicians that would want to donate a song, like, again, I have rock rock music from my band. Like I can use that, I guess kind of as like in that sound garden, Pearl jammy, that's when the band was. I'm, I'm still writing music. Um, but if you have friends. I'm just happy to see my grunge clothes from the 90s are oh, coming back in style. I mean, I got a closet yes. back there. Yes. <laughs> Flannel never dies, baby. Flannel never dies. Um, but if that's I'll, 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 if you have any friends that are musicians that want to donate a song, um, feel free to send in. I'll obviously promote it. Um, if not, I'll just put one, we'll of my, put one of my songs to it. But I, um, I also, you know, like. I'm going to start promoting, you know, like one of the things I like to do on our page is promoting people that we work with and deal with. And like, for me, like you're again, like most everybody I have on the podcast, I always want to maintain a relationship with, cause we're, we're doing lots of different things in the world. Um, we have product out where we bought land in Montana that we're going to hopefully build out to an artist athlete. Where, residency. where Montana? Um, between Billings and Yellowstone, basically. Um, I have family in Kalispell. Oh, cool. Kalispell oh, yeah, whitefish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I, like up towards Glacier. Like I just, I, it's something I've wanted to do for like 20 years and we ended up buying it. It'll be like three years in November, 20 acres. Um, wow. you know, the idea of building an artist athlete residency out there, um, where we can help people and, you know, do workshops and different things. And like, again, you're a teacher, like you have feet in both worlds Again, you know, it's, it's in the future, but something that I think, you know, want to keep a relationship with you and stuff. And um, you'll, you'll find it's very easy to convince me to come out to Montana. <laughs> I, that's what, dude, I'm. It's very easy. I, to, I, I'll, I, show up, I'll show I, up with like a little, 
I'll show up with a stick with a bag attached to it. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've driven out there twice this summer and I'm already planned on driving out over that Thanksgiving Ugh. break. I, I'm addicted to Yellowstone and photographing wildlife now. Like I'm, it's mm. just, I watched wolves like, you know, attacking bison this summer. Like it was just, and, and I, I don't know how to explain this. Like I, it's just, it's, I, I just get, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this. And, um, yeah. and it doesn't come out in, in a realistic way in my paintings, but like experientially, like it's in there and it's like, it's just amazing to me. Like, so I, I, again, you know, maybe happy is the wrong word, but I feel lucky this life that I'm living, um, in, in what I get to do. So, but let, let's, let's stay in touch, man. Like, um, good when a plan comes together, doesn't it? Oh man. I don't know if I planned it, but it came together somehow, but, um, this will be out in a couple weeks. I'll send you like some videos snippets for, um, and some stills to promote. Um, and, um, if you ever Thank need you. somebody to come up and say, Hey, to your students, um, I'm always down for that or to jump on a zoom or whatever. Um, same. So, yep. Cool. Same, no, I, exact I, same thing. Yep. I've done that. And I, I do bring people into my class virtually like on zoom to, uh, to talk about. And I don't mind coming to Richmond. I love cool. Richmond. Cool. I don't, I want to move out West. It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, um, so cool. I just have as, as hard as Richmond was, I have, I have a lot of good memories about Richmond because yeah. it was kind of like a place where, you know, I kind of got it out in my own life. I yep. suppose. I think that's why I have such good memories of Richmond. Plus I have a lot of very close friends that live there. So yep. Well, brother, thank you, man. Like, I'm super glad we connected. And like I said, I'll, I'll stay in touch with, with all this stuff. So, cool. Same, buddy. All right, man. Thank you so much, bud. Yeah, man. Later, brother. Later. Super glad Dennis and I connected. You know, it's really kind of crazy to think that we overlapped some time at VCU. I really think there needs to be more teachers uh, in the world like Dennis, someone that can talk to students on an art and athletics platform. You know, someone that can really inspire people to be physically active and mentally active, as well as, you know, kind of communicating uh, on a really deep level. Um, super impactful stuff that he's doing. Again, make sure to check out Dennis's work and follow him on Instagram at D-E-N underscore W-Y-M-E-R and stop by his website, DennisWeimer.com. Remember to check out the other podcast on the Abstract Athlete Network. Make sure again to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com or beginagaintoys.com or on Amazon and purchase a Percy King Collaborative Stacked Paint and Puzzle Kit. Thank you for listening to the abstract athlete podcast we will see you next week and as always do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind stay well out there